1: Oh, wake me up when all over. When Welcome, everyone. This is Sasha and Mountains. Mountain. Today's guest is a self taught screen printer and graphic designer. In 2018, she was hired to print out Off-White Nike Activation and was included in high-speed printing with Virgil Abloh. She's earned the privilege to collaborate with large brands such as Instagram, General Mills, Target, Pepsi, and more. Her latest milestone includes being selected as the only woman by Screen Printing Magazine as a rising star for 2022 in the specialty graphics industry. She's the founder and owner of KingPro, a company that takes pride working with clients to find the best materials and designs that align with their needs help me welcome Danny Dyer Bakerly. welcome Danny to moving Mountain hi good morning today we're here to celebrate your work you're a self-taught graphics professional the founder and owner of pink pro could you share with us when you were initially introduced to the world of graphics and art that brought you to where you are today
0: yeah, so after I graduated college, I um, studied English in college, and I wanted to be a writer. And so I worked at an e-commerce company doing copywriting for websites with brands like Gilbert, Star Trek, Pepsi, General Mills, etc. And at that company, they had... Um, a warehouse where they did fulfillment, they did um, sublimation printing, and a whole bunch of production, and I kind of took interest more in the production side, and from there I learned about printing, graphics, how to build a website, and um, all that stuff.
1: Since you've partnered up with major brands, what was your experience like? What have you learned by working alongside some of those brands compared to what you thought they did?
0: When I first started working with those big brands, I was really intimidated. I was 22 and I was really young and I felt like I didn't have a lot of experience. And I go to meetings, you know, I flew out to General Mills to their corporate office. I went to Pepsi's um, corporate offices and I'd sit in on meetings and I'd be like, these people don't know anything more than I do. And that kind of gave me the confidence to work with bigger brands and to realize that uh, I knew about marketing and I kind of knew um, more technical things than a lot of people who were working in these big brands
1: did. What is, is probably one of the biggest misconceptions about brand management out there? Because a lot of people think if they come up with a great idea, they already have the brand made.
0: Okay, so I get a lot of clients who think, that they just need to invest in their brand they're going to set it up and they use this this term called plug and play and they think they're just going to turn it on and it's just going to magically they're going to make a product and it's just going to sell itself that's not how it works I've never seen it work like that I don't know if there's some something that's ever happened where somebody just put a website on and it just sold itself but it doesn't like there's marketing there's posts there's creative there's a whole bunch of stuff that has to happen and what I call that is the work so you have to put in the work to make the
1: product sell from your professional experiences have you seen any brands that had great potential but they never made it to the finish line and you wish that they were more open to outside ideas
0: yes like i i see it honestly i see it a lot where somebody has a lot of good ideas or they um They have a big following. You know, I have some clients who have millions of followers on Instagram, and they either just don't
1: have the focus or they don't have the funds to put towards making their brand work. How long ago did you come up with the idea of King Pro, and how is it different compared to other vendors in a very niche market, but it's also a very saturated market, and you've been very successful in differentiating yourself?
0: So honestly, when I started um, King Pro, I was just kind of freestyling. I knew I needed to do something different, and so I wasn't sure if I wanted to produce products. I didn't know if I wanted to produce events, or I didn't know if I wanted to uh, manage an artist in music. So I set up my company, King Production, and I was like, I can use this name and anything um any of those things that happen can just work and so i just kind of freestyled and i started doing a few different things and anybody that asked me for something i would just do what they asked me and do it under the umbrella of king production and I realize, you know, a lot of times people want to, you know, you can have design services, you have artist management, you have a few different things, but people are happier to pay for something that they received physically, you know, a tangible object. And so over time, I realized that my best-selling service was actually my products, screen printing, embroidery,
1: physical items that people could receive. It appears that the custom apparel space has been growing in momentum, and you are very present there from catering to influencers, businesses, individuals. What is it about the custom apparel space? Why is it booming now compared to, let's say, five years ago?
0: Um, I'm not sure. I, I know for a fact in the industry it has grown drastically through COVID. I think that Big players like Custom Inc. or 4 Imprint have also put custom products on the forefront of people's minds. So I think that's even helped small shops grow as well.
1: Well, Danny, you appear very down to earth because we've also had the privilege being noted in High Fleece Magazine, recognized alongside the greats of Virtual Abloh. So when these types of recognitions come your way, does it ever phase you, or do you just take it in stride?
0: Um, a lot of like, I don't, I don't really know how it makes me feel. But sometimes I just feel like I'm in like the twilight zone, and I feel like certain things aren't really real.
1: thinking of the art who are some artists that you admire whether they're designers they don't have to be necessarily in the graphics industry they could be elsewhere
0: um well I would say one of the first people that comes to mind is Virgil and I think that he put streetwear and high fashion together I think that he brought kind of like women in menswear on onto the forefront of fashion people t-shirts in high fashion again you know for for a while back in 2008 2009 t-shirts and streetwear was very popular and then it kind of went dead and Virgil brought that whole industry to me in my opinion back to
1: life what are one of the challenges in your industry that you feel you've been able to fill in the gap or accommodate
0: well like last Um, Sorry, two years ago when COVID first hit, I know there actually there was a shortage of masks. It was hard to get masks from China. And I was like, I just got to figure out how to do this. And because it was COVID, I worked with a lot of brands whose budgets got cut. It wasn't really an appropriate time to say, like, let's market, let's do sales, let's promote. That was just not the energy at the time. But I was like, I feel like people are going to need masks. So very early on, before having custom masks became popularized, I was one of the first brands to try and figure out how to get masks, and so I was working with factories in China to get them, but then I had a bunch of masks produced, and FedEx and the couriers in China were refusing to ship black masks out of the country. So I had to work with my factories to get them out and get them to the U.S. So there's a lot of challenges there, but just kind of seeing openings in the market and seeing what you can do to um, fill those openings.
1: Well, thank you for sharing. And given the nature of the pandemic and how people's lifestyles have shifted a bit, are there any trends that are up and coming in the industry or in the consumer space that impacts your work and your ability to serve the masses waiting for your art?
0: Um. Right now, and probably for the past two years, I think one of the biggest trends is at leisure. People are dressing down. People are dressing for comfort. And so sweatpants, sweatshirts, T-shirts, anything comfortable is selling really, really well. And so I see that being as a, a very popular item, and I see that area continuing to
1: grow. And being featured as one of the only women in the screen printing magazine, what insights through that experience have you acquired about the work that you're doing?
0: I, I don't think about it too much. I understand that I've gotten a lot of messages and invites to certain things, being the only woman that was featured in that. But I just I really see myself as just a person, and I think that any woman or any person who wants to succeed should just push themselves to, to do that. And I don't think that I should get any special recognition from being a woman. But I also think that there's an opening in graphic arts, in screen printing, and producing products for women because they have the knowledge, they have the talents and skills to do it. You know, a lot of times I always say that women are better multitaskers. And so I think that helps them succeed in the print shop arena.
1: Returning to the fact that you're also a self-taught uh, professional, what are some lessons learned when you're going through the journey on your own?
0: Um, I think I get really nervous and I get anxiety about a lot of things. So that makes me overdo what I'm doing. You know, I'll just double-check things more or try and put in more research or make sure that what I'm doing is the correct way. And so over time, experience kind of helps you with those insecurities. But I think, you know, being self-taught doesn't really put you at a disadvantage.
1: And because you also are the founder and owner of Pro, that makes you an entrepreneur. What are some entrepreneurial insights that you acquired as you started that chapter of your life?
0: Um, I think one of the biggest things you can learn from as an entrepreneur is learning from your mistakes or other people's mistakes. So in my line of work, we work business to business predominantly. I work with restaurants, I work with musicians, I work with influencers who are all entrepreneurs as well. So a lot of times during meetings, you're sharing stories, you're talking and learning from each other. So. In those conversations, you're able to learn and grow and see where people are making mistakes and hopefully not make those same mistakes as well.
1: Because you're successful in finding your own way, what is the worst career advice that you've been given?
0: Um, Well, my dad... um, is an entrepreneur as well, and he owns gas stations. So as a kid, I would go to the office with him. And so some of the earliest advice he would he would always say was that you have to work in the office. He, he would make me file paperwork. And, you know, I was with a kid, so I didn't really want to, like, be filing paperwork, or I thought that was, that was something boring. And I realized that knowing how the back end works finances, making sure taxes are paid on time, are all hugely important things that are something that you wouldn't learn in school. So those are really important. And then the other thing that he taught me was that your employees' livelihood depends on you. So he'd always say, these people are depending on us, so we have to do our work to make sure we can pay our staff. So I think that that's a crucial lesson as well, to make sure that you're doing you know, your best so that you can make sure that you can pay your bills, pay your payroll, and pay all your taxes, et cetera.
1: Because of the work that you do, it's very critical for other businesses from the point of conceptualization to launching their ideas and help them with that. Do you feel, in your opinion, the conceptualization of ideas takes a longer time? It's more work, or is it the actual execution of these ideas? Well.
0: Everybody has an idea. So many people are like, yo, I have this idea for this product or this t-shirt or whatever. But there's really two things you have to have behind that in order to execute it. You have to have the work ethic and you have to have the funds to be able to either invest in the product, invest in the website, or invest in marketing. And because we have all these platforms like Instagram and social media to be able to market your product in theory for free, people think that those things are free and automatic. So the execution is really the most crucial part of, of developing and releasing a product.
1: Is there any services that the audience should keep an eye out on? for this year moving online.
0: Um, I'd say back probably four or five years ago, I charged a significant amount for putting up websites, building websites and helping people create online presence for them. And then once COVID hit, people didn't really have the budget for that kind of thing. I stopped marketing and dropped my prices on that area significantly. But over the past probably six months, I've seen a huge re-interest in that. And I thought people would, you know, be like, I can just do this myself. It's free. It's out there. I, I don't need a company to do this for me. But I realized people just really want the service. People don't want to do it themselves. You know, they'll start something and then they won't finish setting it up. So I see a lot of growth in the website and e-commerce areas, And then in terms of products, I continue to see growth in T-shirts all the time. You know, the interest in wanting a physical product has never been lost.
1: Has there ever been a fad that came and went like the wind?
0: Um, I thought the masks were going to be a fad that came and went. And I still continue to get orders for custom masks as well. So, you know... T-shirts, I feel like, are very, um, you know, huge, huge product that people always want. The trends on how we print T-shirts, the trends on the material of the T-shirt and the quality kind of shift. But the actual product never really goes out of style.
1: So for any audience members listening, they may have a random question popping in their mind that if they're interested in doing business with you real time, in the present, has your business been impacted by any inventory or shipping? issues?
0: Yes. So every every day we continue to have um, inventory or um, shipping issues. So blank. the industry overall has grown. And so demand has increased. And you know, manufacturing was under um, regulation in certain states. So manufacturing was behind during certain times and we're feeling the impact of that now so you know today i could see you know i have a very popular shirt called the guild and hammer tee we could have full stock in that hammer tee today and you place your order today tomorrow i go to order your blanks and they're out of stock it's very very challenging so we're putting in a lot more work to get blanks in and figure out where to get them from there's above So five to ten main warehouses that stock blanks in the U.S. And, you know, you used to be able to get one in your home warehouse. But now you might have to get your larges from Arizona, your mediums from New York, and, you know, do split shipping. And that also increases your price. So customers are going to, you know, increase experience an increase in price per unit as well because we're getting blanks from various places it's taking more man hours to source the blanks so there's definitely been a huge impact based on you know covid and all the
1: repercussions of that are there any new services that you'll be integrating into your business
0: um no new services but we are going to increase capacity so we're going to increase our manufacturing capacity over the next six months to a year so we can produce more and produce more faster
1: and changing gears Danny. Uh, while you're not working what are a few activities or things that you do that help you balance out your energy
0: I'd say just relax. Um, I enjoy some retail therapy. I like to just take a break or go to a restaurant or something like that and just
1: kind of decompress. You mentioned retail therapy. So when you go shopping and you're looking at clothes and items, is that designer and you critiquing some of these things that catch your eye?
0: Um, I think so. You know, I like more um, streetwear and more fashion. Um, I like T-shirts. Like sometimes if I'm shopping, I'll look at, like I'll see a T-shirt and a cool printing technique. I'll buy it based on the printing technique versus like how it actually looks or like what the item says.
1: And for those that may be interested in entering this field of work, are there any books or sources or subject matter experts that they should look to for guidance?
0: Honestly, I'd say I'd say
1: YouTube.
0: Um, So anytime I, you know, just starting out, they probably just want to do some research about graphics, Um, screen printing magazine is great. Um, There's the impressions trade show, which just happens. Um, But once they get into it, YouTube is a great resource. So any tips or tricks or like, say you want to print something a certain way, there's so many YouTube videos out there where you can just learn any, anything. You can learn how to use Illustrator. Um, Ryanette is a great resource um, for screen printing and they sell all the products. So that's a great channel on YouTube to check out, but that's what I recommend.
1: And as we start to wrap things up, is there any project on the horizon that you look forward to? And you're welcome to share with audiences how they could contact you.
0: Right now I'm working on setting up a new shop, so I'm really
1: excited about
0: that. And um, if people are interested in contacting me, they can um, check out my Instagram, which is KingProDanny, and my um, business Instagram is KingProJA. And my website is kingproja.com. Thank
1: you, Danny, for joining us on Living Mountain. Thank you so much.